0: You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK
1: Radio 3.
0: Welcome back. Now, Singapore's economy grew 1.2% last year. That's according to the data that was released just yesterday. Uh, the country has managed to avoid a recession despite what we're seeing, uh, a global economic slowdown that has been driven by the uh, the overall economic environment. So good time then to bring in Jeff Howie, who is a market strategist at SGX, who joins us now to talk more about. Uh, about Singapore. Jeff, good to have you with us. Good morning and a very happy new year.
1: Yeah, likewise to yourself and all your listeners. Thank you for having us on.
0: Fantastic. Well, let's kick it off with what Singapore's been up to. Like I said, it's been a rather tough economic year for the region. You know, specifically, we've had um, quite a market route here in Hong Kong. Um, The Chinese markets have also uh, suffered, uh, you know, some damage through 2023. But Singapore stocks have managed to hold out. What do you think is uh, driving that?
1: Yeah, look, it's, it's certainly been a year of challenges uh, in 2023 on, on multiple fronts. But I think uh, when you look at not just Singapore, but this entire Southeast Asian region, very much uh, stock market performances have been tied what somewhat to growth. So as you said, uh, Singapore uh, economic growth uh, tentatively came in at 1.2% for last year, and that saw a comparatively flat rate of growth as well as a flat performance for the stock market. So the stock market itself in terms of price alone was flat, but as we do have comparatively high dividend yields here in Singapore, the STI generated very close to a 5% total return. But where we did have, uh, I guess, uh, more stronger performances in terms of growth in Southeast Asia, like in Indonesia and Vietnam, Indonesia is growing at 5%, Vietnam is close to 6% those two benchmarks generated uh close to double the returns of the sti so gross gross really important and it's really important looking ahead as well because going into 2024 there's a consensus for this brighter economic outlook uh which will see our growth rate more than double up uh to around the 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 two and a half to three percent level so that's That's an important thing to take into 2024, and whether that does extend into the corporates. Uh, And at the moment, it it is expected to extend into uh, the stock market and corporate outlooks. Um, It's it's evidenced by uh, our most recent uh, MAS survey for professional forecasters that have revised their expectations for higher corporate profitability this year, Uh, upwards quite a lot. So back in September, they were evenly divided, whether we would seen corporate profits up, flat or down this year. But uh, just going into uh, 2024, just a few weeks ago, the expectations were revised upwards to something like 57% expectations that we'd actually see corporate profits increase this year.
0: Yeah, that's certainly good news. I mean, expectations uh, are looking quite strong. You know, I want to talk about how the money has been flowing into the Singapore markets and specifically at the Straits Times Index. Uh, a note that you shared with me showed that for 2023, there was some very strong retail inflows coming in, almost 14 billion uh, Singapore dollars worth. Can you tell us a bit more about trading patterns of retail investors in the Singapore markets?
1: Yeah, certainly. So so that fourteen billion Singapore dollars is 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 for the far past four years. Last year uh it it was between two and three billion Singapore dollars, which takes that four year, I guess, retail inflow uh amidst the challenges of COVID and uh and the economic recoveries we've seen, uh to around fourteen billion Singapore dollars. And I guess what it's what it's showing us is that There is a little bit of a type of pattern there because when you look at when the STI commanded the most net retail inflow, that was in 2020 when we really did underperform the region somewhat uh, in terms of we were a pretty laggard recoverer uh, at the end of 2020. So we were down, I think, the STI – down around eight to nine percent and on total return basis versus uh the bigger benchmarks of the world which had actually uh ended the year in the green but then last year not last year 2022 when we were actually the best performer across apac second best performer across the world that's when we actually saw the least amount of net retail inflow into our sti and you can also see i guess that that pattern that we're getting to uh across the stocks that is investors here, they they seem to be more value-minded and look to buy more or accumulate more during market lows or market turbulence or when the STI is in the red and maybe the other region is in the green, and then I guess buy less uh, when we actually are on a tear and on a run. So uh, rather than following a comment, we seem to be um, more value trading in terms of those flows, and it's a really important part of the market. Uh, those, those, uh, those net retail flows as well to counteract what we have in terms of the institutional flows, yeah. which is also supported by market makers and liquidity providers.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was going to be my quest- next question, really, yeah. on uh, the institutional, uh, you know, picture as well for 2023. I believe uh, that there was a net outflow of uh, almost $4.1 yeah. 4. billion. Uh, dollars. And interestingly, a lot of those outflows are coming in uh, from the real estate sector as well. Uh, individual stocks like City Development, or you also have REITs or real estate investment trusts. Uh, for our listeners, uh, you know that's all a fair bit of pressure build up. Do you expect to see further unwinding within the sector, or what would be yeah, the, you know the bearish sectors the, to watch out for?
1: The, the hinge factor. Is very much, uh, the tighter financial conditions. Okay. So, so that's, that's been something that, uh, has been really important. It, it has, it has really constrained, uh, deal making, mergers, acquisitions, the ability to really move markets across the different pots of the, uh, of, of these markets that these companies are really involved in. And if we have, uh, more lucid conditions for that in the, particularly in the second half of this year, then that will shore up, uh, obviously the ability for, for, asset managers who, who really look at both real estate as well as uh, as listed markets and private uh, markets to, to really start moving funds around. It's really important for Singapore where, you know, we, we are a financial hub. I think we've got something like $5 trillion Singapore dollars of assets under management, uh, our three most traded stocks report that which are dbs ocbc and uob report 30 percent of their revenue from non-interest income so um, that outlook for uh, commercial real estate uh, in not just in singapore but across the region is going to be really important and whether we do actually see uh, as the market is suggesting rate cuts start as early as potentially march or april that will be uh, really important as well
0: Right. Uh, thank you so much Jeff, uh, for joining us this morning with those insights on how things are shaping up in Singapore. Have a great uh, day ahead. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you too. Thank you so much.